Gianna. And I'm Danica, uh, coming at you live from my basement that looks like an actual saw trap because it's a million fucking degrees this week in Portland, Oregon. How are you doing out there, sis? Man, it has been rough. Like, I know everyone likes to make fun of us, you know, us like Portlanders for experiencing any kind of weather event at all. Like, mm-hmm. we can't handle any weather event. Like, a bird flies too close to us and I cry. It's yeah. Like, the sky is dangerous and it's falling on me constantly. Mm-hmm. But, like, we've literally never had this kind of heat before by, like, a long shot. And I was just telling Danica, I saw on, like, Instagram, people were posting photos of, like, parts of our streets, like, cracking from the heat and, like, people's, like, siding on their houses melting and... Like, public transportation, I think it was, like, the yeah. the transit car got shut down mm-hmm. yesterday and so, like, that's, like, a that's like a little, like, public transportation thing that costs, like, two fifty to get from one yeah. area of the city to another and I saw a tweet today that was, like, I couldn't take that because the cables were literally melted and so I had to pay $43 for an Uber. So that's... That was kind of my problems. I actually, my car is in the uh, garage right now um, at the shop getting its air conditioning fixed. And Wonder why. Um, <laughs> I realized I couldn't actually get to work normally. And I went to go to like Lyft and it was $30. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that has to be illegal because they like surge priced it basically. They're do- like hotels are doing the same thing because less than 10% of houses in <sighs> Portland have air conditioning because like this is literally a climate that is not supposed to like reach these temperatures so it was just like mm-hmm. does it make sense to like have like you know HVAC systems in most yeah. Portland homes like when they were built and a lot of the homes here are like a little bit older mm-hmm. so like it would it wouldn't make sense for them to put those kinds of things in there i think the only buildings i've ever been in in Portland that have air conditioning are like the new condos that are just totally way too expensive for what they are gentrified yeah i mean and also portland has our our mayor is is does nothing to help the houseless community and it's just been it's just been a mess and i everyone's really struggling and i don't know anyway we got a couple dms from people like wishing everyone out here to you know well thank you so much it's been i don't know Thank you. It's been really miserable, honestly. <laughs> I know, but at the same time, I'm like, why are we complaining about the weather? But it was, it was horrible. Fucking horrible. Freeze your socks, everyone. Yeah. And we had to watch The Bachelor in, like, 100 degree weather. Liter- that's not... That's a crime. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have to watch The Bachelor anyway. But to have to watch <laughs> it and, like, when your living room is, like, I'm not even exaggerating. I know I exaggerate a lot, but, like, zero hyperbole. Our living room was 95 degrees last night. And it was 115 outside. And we were like, oh, thank God it's not 115 in here. And, like, today our living room was 88. And we were just like, oh, my God, blessings from the Lord. Like, it, it was, it's silly. But, like, literally we had to, like, get one of those, like, Ikea tubs, like, fill it with ice. Just, like, really do some strange kink to our feet last night <laughs> to even be able to watch this show. Like, my hat's wet right now. I have, like, a little... Like, you know those, like, ice packs you get from Imperfect Produce Mm -hmm. that you can, like, if you buy, like, meat or, like, something that has to be frozen for some reason, they put them in there. We've saved all of them and we have just been, like, putting them on our bodies. So we have this just, like, magnificent, like, meat center that's cold so we don't die here. That is, that's what we described. Wash rags in the armpits. Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) 
meat sender. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, sorry about posting your feet pics on the Instagram last night. Um, D- was anyone interested? I'm I'm trying to I sell. Mean, I'm sure the haters were. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wish I could mention them by name, but, you know. <laughs> They're going to post it on Reddit and be like, these fucking, these, these sexists ladies. Oh, my God. Ladies. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of Reddit. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So... This week, uh, some people did some sleuthing, which, mm-hmm. you know, we used to be in that game, too. Like, <laughs> so, like, I don't know how much we can actually say, like, stop doing that, but maybe stop doing that. Um, it so, only leads to pain. I'm here from the future to tell you it only leads to pain. <laughs> you're not going to be better or happier people for it. You're going to be no. us. And, like... Yeah. The heat wave will come to your town if you keep doing it. Um, but basically, it it came out at first that Tasha had taken out a PPP loan mm-hmm. um, for her LLC um, for like twenty thousand ish dollars or yeah. something. Yeah. And then it they slowly sort of found other people that were doing the same thing. Um, like Ari did it under the name like Instagram husband which is just really funny to me <laughs> tragic and funny who else was on there I feel like there were like four people Colton and Dale Col- although Dale actually never got his money that's fair um yeah. Colton though wasn't that for his like actual like organization it wasn't like yeah. for him right I thought yeah, it was for yeah the organization for sure so um. people were ragging on Tasha first as Per usual, as one does mm-hmm. when you're mm-hmm. a racist in the Bachelor franchise. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, I feel like it was probably unintentional no. and they were probably just, no. you know, of course. digging around for stuff. But I like, how do you feel about the whole thing? Because I, I talked to you about this a little bit yesterday and I was like, I don't really understand the outrage or I feel like the outrage is misplaced yeah. a little bit. I would just say it's... <sighs> And okay, ultimately, ultimately, this is like a, a pretty touchy subject for people, you know. For sure. As as capitalism is, and the way it, in which it destroys um, communities and everyone, really, and our earth and all of that. So I'm not going to say ultimately people can't have like opinions on it, but it was just like not fun to like go on Facebook and just see like posts after posts of just being like... <sighs> can't believe fucking Tasha did this and was just like oh god this feels really like centered and attacked and like yes eventually like I saw more posts like totally calling Ari out and all of the ways and so you know some people DM'd us being like it's it, it's even everyone's mad at everybody and it's like fair 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 but it was coming off a little bit like it was just at Tasha for a while and I don't know like my first thought was just like pay a black woman I don't know like yeah I think you and I I mean speaking for both of us a little bit we don't know 100 percent how ppp mm-hmm. loans work so like no certainly don't don't judge us for any mm-hmm. of our lack of knowledge about this because we admit we don't know mm-hmm. excuse me everything about it but i mean the thing is i think it's misplaced anger at a system that isn't working for anybody mm-hmm. and also like people who are self-employed people who you know, they're eligible for those loans, too. And so, like, think what you want about, like, influencers and influencer... Influencer... Wow. That's really ugly. Influencer <laughs> culture. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, this is like my own finasco situation. I can't say influencer anymore. <laughs> I've just said it so many fucking times. What was the thing that I struggled with last season? Oh, a uh, rose ceremony. Uh, ceremony. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> um, um, shit. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, those people need help, too. And I, I totally understand there's like, righteous anger out there but Mm -hmm. i think it's misplaced to like blame it on like an individual who did get it whereas you know like our government just didn't take care of us in the right way at all and still doesn't um yeah it it just really did yeah i mean there's no i was talking to somebody else like oh just because like they didn't get it if they didn't get it like is there any guarantee it's going to go to the people who like have small businesses Uh, no unfortunately unfortunately no like no and i mean they're a small business too like yeah taisha and taisha made a statement she was she hired an employee to help her run her um business She's a podcaster. She is an influencer. She does hosting. Like she does she, commercials. Like that's a busy, that's oh, a yeah. busy girl. Like yeah. So I don't um, know. Yeah, and she, and she's, she's planning on keeping this person on payroll mm-hmm. too. So yeah, it's not like nice. this is just like a free government money. So I don't have to pay this person. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people lost a lot, and I think it's sort of similarly to how we were like very very angry. Last mm-hmm. year, when people were going out and like partying and stuff, yeah, yeah, um, we were yeah. angry probably at the wrong people. We were, <laughs> and um, I think I understand where all of the anger is coming from. I just think, yes. generally speaking, you and I have done it before too. I think mm-hmm. that anger is generally misplaced and should go back towards the system because mm-hmm. really, like, there was enough. Um, if we cut the military budget to to really do to really help everyone and it just wasn't prioritized at any level in any state any you know governing body they just weren't doing what i feel that they could have and should have done and a lot of people are really angry and i get it but i I, yeah again i think it's don't blame Tasha for lessons learned. Yeah. We're just speaking. We're like, oh, we kind of been there. <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. I remember those days when I was so mad about the mask stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I look back and I'm like, well, you were right. But no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, well, I was completely correct. And I've learned nothing. <laughs> 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 anyway, just like one last thing before we start the episode. How is everyone recovering from seeing Jeff Probst's probe? <laughs> Uh, I feel like we got a lot of very curious and delighted and horrified um, comments. Um, I I wish you all well. I'm still thinking about it constantly. There, like I, I was at like an actual event, like my first event of past the pandemic, and like I was just talking to my friend, and then I was just like, hold up. Do you want to see a photo of Jeff Probe's penis? And he was like, "Yes, immediately." And I just like pulled it up, and it was just a great moment. I was like, "This is my life now." As just you know, like how am I like getting back into socializing after this pandemic? And that's just that's my like conver- conversation starter now. Do you want to see a D-list celebrity's penis <laughs> that he's really proud of? Like it's ethically <laughs> it's ethically dubious at best, but none of us are good at socializing anymore. So it's just like, yeah, of course I want to see a penis. I haven't seen anybody for a fucking year. <laughs> I want to see a member of something. 
whether it's society or a person, I must look. <laughs> That's good. Damn. Thank, thank you again for turning away so that we uh, mm-hmm. will only get one negative review this week. <laughs> <laughs> All I gotta say is I'm so happy for the listeners that have to hate listen to this. It's such a blessing and makes me feel good inside. Welcome, friends. You're welcome. Okay, anyway. All right. Shall we? We do it. Let's do do it. it. I'm trying my best right now to, you know, be present for you guys, and that's really what I can hope to do. I don't even want to say cheers. (laughs) Like, I don't don't know. Um, We can get the night started. All right, so back to week four. (laughs) Oh, shit. This is so exhausting already. The men are right where we left them, sitting around talking shit about Thomas. It's relatable because I have also been sitting around in the same spot talking shit about Thomas for an entire week. Um, Last week, if if you're not, you know, caught up, uh, Thomas let out a shocking... A mission that he had at one point considered a future where he might be the bachelor, mm-hmm. um, but is now confusing Katie with his quote feelings and words, which is fucked, according to Brendan. <laughs> yeah, it is really fucked. Yeah, I hate when people talk to me with their feelings and their words. It's like, could you not? I'm trying to look at Jeff Probst's penis right yeah. now. Do I- not talk to me. <laughs> I have my own feelings and no words. <laughs> um, so, like, understanding that he's, in essence, the new Carl. Again, mm-hmm. this is a survivor thing. They pick, like, one target, you know, yeah. every episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He tries to, like, smooth things over with Courtney, who basically says, you know, sorry, dude, you dug your own grave, and I think you know that. Good luck, LOL. And he's just like... Literally just, like, lifting weights, like, not even, like, flinching or blinking or anything. And he's just like, fuck you, dude, basically. Like, I like you, but, uh, you know, you're toast. This, like, the theme of this episode is just everyone kind of saying truths. Mm-hmm. I guess truth or dare. Ooh, spoiler. But oh. it's just, like, truth, 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 truth. Thomas is true on some extent. We'll get into it later. But Courtney's very true right here. He's like, you just, I mean, you did dig your own, like, grave, you know? Like, you have to understand that. Don't you wish that Claire was the Bachelorette a little bit so we could title this episode Truth or Claire? <laughs> amazing (laughs) we never got that oh so sad thanks dale um (laughs) so yeah 10 minutes into the episode we finally get into the group date that was probably supposed to happen last week um and it's just like so confusing can they just ever do a normal episode these episodes are really long and like (laughs) i feel like i read somewhere that it's because the, the season was short, so they're just, like, extending things uh, yeah, for a really yeah. long time, but which I kind of like mm-hmm. for now. Yeah, for now. We'll but mm-hmm. I just, like, I really want to see people leave because I still don't know their names. <laughs> so, um, Christian, Trey, Andrew S., Andrew M., Josh, Mike P., and Connor C. are being forced to do something they don't want to do. And I, I was just thinking, like, what is one thing, like, I don't want to do? And I think they're going to be forced to pick a restaurant. 
just like as a couple with Katie. Because when Andrew and I have to pick a restaurant, it's back and forth for fucking ever. And then neither of us eat and we're miserable the next day. And we're just fighting at that mm-hmm. point. It's a mutual mm-hmm. fear. What's What would your, um, like if you were forced to do something you don't want to do, what would your fear, like what is your thing? Um, That is uh, probably, oh God. Um, taking vitamins. I know that's, no, that's not good. That's not funny. <laughs> taking care of myself at all. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> so they're like, they would just be like Katie and the men being like, okay, so we're going to call your doctor and to make an appointment. You have to call your doctor and make an appointment. You have to take your car to the, you know, like, seriously, yeah. my car has been broken down for like three months and I'm just like, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> Go to the dentist. Like, do, like, literally can't do any of these things. <laughs> any of it. That is horrible. <laughs> We're going to force you to do that. Because it'll really, like, show me the type of person you are. Which is a piece of shit loser who is struggling to maintain anything. <laughs> despite, like, like having support systems. <laughs> but I still can't do shit. Mm-hmm. I still have my mom call for tattoo appointments sometimes. <laughs> To make sure you can get it. Yeah, I'm too young. Yeah, I'm 30. Fair, yeah. <laughs> you look like a little boy in that hat. So. I know, I do. I look like a little. Bo- I've looked like a little boy since I was born. I mean, fair. Do you know that I went um, trick or treating one time when I was a kid, and I wanted to be Dracula really bad. And my mom was like, my mom was poor, so she just like took me to a thrift store and found like a little like little boy's tuxedo. Yeah, I love it. And like <gasps> slicked my hair back and like put on like the you know like a white face. And fangs and stuff. And I cried every time someone called me a boy. Like, when I went to the door. (laughs) I was so angry. But I've always looked like this. I'm always just, like... It's not even androgynous in, like, a sexy way. It's just I look like a little boy. (laughs) Most of the time. Hey, little buddy. Hey, guy. (laughs) Hey, guy. Hey, champ. I just look, like, sad and small. Like the guy from Christmas (laughs) Shoes or whatever. Yeah. You're like the little kid. <laughs> Sarah, I'm poor and I want to buy my mom ugly things. <laughs> but anyway, it turns out it's a truth or dare segment, which is a nightmare fuel for non-decision makers and women everywhere. Like, oh, another one. Sorry. Baby, we just started. Okay, I'm, I'm stoked on this. I am really wanting to make sure that... My shit is recording. Okay, it is. I got scared for a second. I'm so yeah. sorry. You're right. We can leave this in or not leave it in. I don't really care. I'm editing it tonight because Andrew has to do something. So um... it will be left in. Okay, I yeah. fully understand. <laughs> um... <laughs> We're gonna leave in the pee break too. Doesn't matter. Um... <clears throat> so Trey says something like, "I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I just don't want to throw up," which is exactly what I did last night when I saw. 75,000 Twinkies on, like, a platter. Um, I feel like Twinkies are the most resilient food, and it's the only food that's going to be available once Portland finally burns to the ground in maybe (laughs) two or three weeks. Um, But, like, I truly couldn't even eat one Twinkie, I think, if I tried. I think next podcast episode, we should actually go buy a pack of Twinkies and try to even just finish one and see if either of us can do it. Oh, God. Delicious from the podcast. <laughs> Nauseous thinking about that. It's so gross. 
I should do it though. We should do it for the for the vine. Um, yeah, we were watching. My roommates like fucking. I hate these like Fear Factory type dates. And then we saw like the Twinkies, and I'm like, yeah, I guess Joe Rogan has ruined everything, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but then when you just told me that I had to maybe eat one next week, I almost vomited. So then I'm like, yeah, I guess this is a Fear Factor like situation. No, it really is. I mean, like they do it on Survivor sometimes too, where they eat like gross stuff, and I feel like I would rather eat a gross thing than eat. Yeah. More than one Twinkie. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. don't think I could do it. Also, like, Happy Pride, they are eating 45 Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, that was really, that was, that was whack. Um, so, basically, the men go, go through, like, a series of challenges. They have to eat shit, flirt, and get waxed, um, all of which are absolutely necessary to be in a successful and lasting long-term monogamous relationship. (laughs) Um, And one of the challenges is to just eat, like, an absolutely monstrous plate of carbs. Like, I don't eat, like, I mean, like, as a person who has had an eating disorder, I don't mind any of these foods. The amount of food there scares me, and I think it Mm -hmm. scares any people that eat, like, a normal amount of food. It's not even the, the calories even. It's just a mountain of stuff. And I can't imagine they actually made them go through with mm-hmm. eating all of that because they would be sick. Absolutely I was worried sick. about the sugar. I was like, oh, that, that could, like, really hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, if you ate, I mean, it looked like probably, like, 20 or so Twinkies. I was like, no. It was so many. I feel like it was more than that. I feel like it was, like, around four. It looked like so many. Um. God. And I had sympathy for all of these people until Mike P, um, Mike Penis Virgin, said, "If I get fat, she better still love me when I'm older." And cool. he was he was also like, "I haven't had a carb in seven years, dude." And I feel like he was trying to be funny. And I was gonna like before he said like the fat comment i was like listen i'm not here to judge anyone's diet because like you know i had microwave pizza rolls for breakfast Mm -hmm. but the specific type of man that is terrified of carbs and also is terrified of fatness like please seek joy no sex no carbs no fat like do you but also like please do better Mm -hmm. you're missing out on a lot of potential (laughs) joy here Sir, please. He also looks like he's gonna cry again. He looks like he's gonna cry like every time we see him on television. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think well, oh, but it's probably because he hasn't jizzed at all in his life. So he's just like there's like a level of like moisture that's just like seeping through all of his <laughs> pores and eyes. Like, again, I don't know if he's like in a purity culture or if he no, just like made this choice on his own. But like, people in the Christian church jerk off a lot. Like, a scary amount. Like, it's chafed. It's, it's like, I mean, I I feel comfortable saying this as a skinny person. It's like my thighs in the summer. They're dick all the time. And, like, again, I'm skinny. So, like, I, his, his penis is unwell. Either way. But literally, he looks, he, he looks like he's about to weep just from, like, I don't know. I would cry if I was eating 40 Twinkies, too. Yeah, true. I shouldn't judge. We should <laughs> we're all... cry next week. Gonna... <laughs> we're all projecting. <laughs> but we... No, on next Monday, if it's, like, cool enough for you to come over, 
we yeah. are going to eat one Twinkie and film it. And we're going to sell it to OnlyFans while they still allow sex work on their platform. <laughs> oh, I hate everything. Um, so other challenges involve whispering sweet nothings to Katie's ear, which is actually just a giant paper mache ear statue rigged with a microphone. Could they? I okay. I don't know. Weird. It was weird. Uh, Andrew S makes everyone in the country wet, regardless of their sexual preference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like, I would last a lot longer than ten seconds, um, but in like an a British accent. Again, I still don't know. Is that his accent or no? No, but I feel like he goes to, in and out. Yeah, he goes to Austria a lot, so I think he just has like kind of a European oh, okay, accent. Okay, that he brings with him. And then Greg follows up to show that he knows the names of all 50 states, which makes me pretty wet. What a smart guy. I love a bibliophile or whatever. I love a man that can read a map. Um, Or he could have just been singing that Alabama, Arkansas. (laughs) I do love my mom, Pa. The one that, like, plagued Gap commercials in the late 2010s, but he sang it very poorly. And he was just like, Florida, the penis of the United States, whose infrastructure is crumbling because climate change. Stop. Oh, I can't. I can't. Sorry, I keep going to a very dark place. It's been a a week on Twitter. Uh, But... After this, Christian and Trey actually take the cake, I think, for Hottest Date. Mm-hmm. Um, they wax mm-hmm. each other's ass. I love Pride Month. <laughs> Feeling really good about their relationship. Don't necessarily know about Christian and Katie, but I, I wish Christian and Trey the most happiness. <laughs> I look forward to the <laughs> wedding. Um, so Greg also gets, I don't know, I guess punished mm-hmm. because he knows all 50 states. Yeah. By being waterboarded with 400 pounds of Alfredo. Yeah. It's what he deserves. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like, Trey also has what looks like 10 actual pounds of mashed potatoes, which is actually what I want my wedding cake to look like. And I'm not asking Andrew for permission or consent in this matter. It's just no. going to be the only thing to eat at our wedding. It's just like a bring-your-own-spoon event. <laughs> Post-COVID, bring your own spoon and just dip. It's a fun dip into the mashed potato. (laughs) Can't wait. (laughs) Um, And, like, listen, I just want to take a second and I want to, like, specifically talk to the PA that is always tasked with having to, like, get the giant proportions for these nightmare food stunts. Um, I just want you to know that you're doing a great job. We all love you. We support you. I'm never going to forget that pyramid of butter from Matt's season. And I think you're doing great. Just keep it up. I love that. Do you ever think about, like, the times when you have to go to, like, uh, a grocery store for, like, an event and you have to buy so much of one product and then you're just like, is someone going to wonder why I bought, like, 20 packages of ham? (laughs) That is this person's job every day. Like, that would, if that was a requirement for my job, I would quit immediately. I cannot handle the judgment of our essential workers. Jake, we need a hundred packets of Twinkies, and we needed them fucking yesterday. Go. 
Here's the keys. Get the fuck out of here. Go to every store you can think of. No, I can't. I can't actually do that. It's one of the most anxiety-producing things I can even think of. Oh, my God. So, like, this group date uh, winds up with, you know, the boys having to eat two habanero peppers, and then they're supposed to propose to Katie. Um, This is once again a moment where Greg is a little embarrassing and is just punished for the sins of his father's. Um, Production gives us however the ultimate gift which is the image of greg holding a pitcher of mommy's milky where he's just like i feel healed <laughs> this image you put in the notes is very i don't know he's so upset it looks like a modern you know like 12 disciples picture just like someone gave this man milk and they washed his feet with it maybe <laughs> But the date isn't over. No. Now we have the truth portion. It's never over. <laughs> yeah, truth, the truth, truth hurts. Or, okay, no, take that out. Jenna, no, wait. <laughs> ah, no. You're <laughs> not going to write it down, so it's going to gonna be yeah. in here. Throw my pen. Um, Katie plans, so she plans the whole day. I mean, she doesn't plan this, the producer's plan. <laughs> the concept of revealing your truth, um, which I can't remember if it's like an evangelical thing or not. Or it could be a goop thing or an anti-vax thing. It's, they're all, it's hard to tell at this point. (laughs) It's all, like, all in the wash. So, basically, the dudes are supposed to open up tonight. um, And in the truth portion of the date, Andrew S. comes through with Taco Bell, which is just a harsh truth, Mm -hmm. I guess, for everybody in their life. Um, And Lunchables, charcuterie board, and candy. Which is my typical breakfast. (laughs) So cheers to all you fellow foodies out there. <laughs> Yum. Yum. Oh, all that just like plastic meat just sitting there. Do you have to poop now? Yeah, I kind of do. I was okay. thinking about Katie's poops too, because she pooped her pants once. You weren't here when I talked about this with Connie a bunch. She pooped her pants and she told the story on TikTok and it was, it's one of the best videos in the world. I'll send it to you. Um, I mean, who details- hasn't? Um, like, but doing it, like, at her job. And it's bad. It's bad. And it's very funny, and I love her for it. Wow. Yeah, I want to tell a story, but this is, this is going to be a Patreon exclusive as far as poop <laughs> pants goes. Unless I've already okay. told it, which is totally feasible as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, Katie talks to, uh, Andrew S. about how important the bonding experience is in the house. Um, she wants them to have, like, a close relationship with each other. And he talks about how much he cherishes and enjoys their time together. How understood he feels by her, um, even though that that time is few and far between. Um, and she also shares that things feel really easy and natural with him. The way she looks at him is pretty, like... I feel it, especially in comparison to the way she looks at some of the other people. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, she has, it, Katie. she has like a very expressive face mm-hmm. and it's kind of an easy tell almost. Mm-hmm. I, and I love, I love that. To be <laughs> it makes watching the show yeah. easy. <laughs> um, a few of the other guys get a chance to go and we're back to Greg. Um, I'm having complicated feelings about him. 
That's fine. What are your complicated feelings? Well, I'm just the internet's starting to get to me. We'll get off of it. <laughs> it's that simple. I'm I don't have any complicated feelings about him because I just play Pokemon Go all day. Fair, fair, fair. There's just rumblings about him not being the best with like previous exes. But it's all just rumblings. So I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, we'll see. Um Katie likes him clearly. So he basically shares that this whole process is hard because it is difficult to see her with other people um, and that she's all that he thinks about. And um, this is, like, proof that he's already getting the specific brand of bachelor-adjacent Stockholm Syndrome, but, like, very early on in the game. Yeah. Like, it's very it's very quick. But I guess it's that first impression rose thing that happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that early date. Oh, yeah. First date, too. I feel like, yeah, okay. Yeah, Katie reassures him that she's falling for him, which was kind of like, oh, shit. She's actually kind of saying that early mm-hmm. as well. Um, and that she likes that he's not trying to impress her and that he's just being himself, which is just a mumbly man. He's very mumbly. And I say this as somebody who mumbles. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really complaining, but it's like, oh. I think you're, like, in, if there was, like, a nine square thing, like, you know, like, chaotic, neutral, etc., like, that kind of thing, you're, like, a mumble scream. I don't know where that lies on that specific thing. We'll create something. Oh, the only thing I, oh, my first thought, though, was, like, that's, that's why I'm single. <laughs> I don't know if that's why. <laughs> Well, well, we'll consider all the reasons why when we come up with the other categories. But of course, like this night cannot possibly go on without a conversation Mm-mm. about Thomas happening. Thomas must be involved constantly or the show will collapse on itself. Um, Trey is out here to just deliver the bad news. Um, all the guys... At this point, it's mostly Trey and Andrew S. are once again talking about Thomas. Um, Trey indicates that since this date is about truth, he wants to come to Katie about, like, some of the issues in the house. And it's like a reveal your drama instead of reveal your trauma moment. Like, they're not having, like, a one-on-one about their relationship. It's a one-on-one about his relationship to other people in the house and how that relates back to Katie. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew basically tells him that he thinks this is a bad idea. He has, and that, uh, Trey has no control over how shitty Thomas is. And that the only thing he is in control over is how he spends his time with Katie, which I agree with to a point, but it's also like, holy shit, normalize telling your friends that their boyfriend sucks, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Sorry. Sorry. I'm never going to stop apologizing for how I never told you that we didn't like Mark. Yeah. Sorry. it's fine. And it's not just you. It's everyone. Any of my any of my friends that listen to this podcast owe me an apology and several letters. Um, and, like, you should Venmo me, I think. Um, We're so sorry. But, yes, normalize telling your friends that their boyfriends suck. Please. So this conversation between Trey and Katie can go of like one of two ways right like mm-hmm. sometimes on this show snitching is absolutely the worst idea but i think katie appreciates it because she was also like i mean this lovingly like she was the tattletale in her season 
Um, so to be honest, I think it's like a smart move on, you know, like for Trey. Like I, mm-hmm. I respect it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've been like wondering that a lot because she keeps like kind of praising the men that are tattling too or like and immediately following through with like letting the men go. And I'm like, whoa, we've really never seen this before. Mm-hmm. Three times in a row this early it's like kind of blowing my mind as a long time vol- like listener or whatever <laughs> follower whatever yeah <laughs> like and subscribe and <laughs> um but then i was like yeah it's like that's what you said like that's like her whole vibe fucking get it um <laughs> like that was her vibe on mad season you know mm-hmm. like she did that so it all just kind of like that's her vibe i i, I like it mm-hmm. i guess and it just makes sense yeah ultimately um yeah and i don't know this whole thing is back and forth i saw a lot of discourse online today about it i don't know so i think too like a lot of times snitching hasn't worked in the past in Mm -hmm. bachelor nation because most of the time i'm thinking about like the episodes where like dudes are doing it specifically um, it's done as sort of like a last ditch effort to avoid getting eliminated because generally speaking, yeah. they have no relationship with the lead and they're just mm-hmm. trying to almost like put the target on somebody else so that they might like skate by for another week. And mm-hmm. then so they like try to take out a guy who is like almost like sort of beloved at this point. And it's also usually mm-hmm. done way later in the game mm-hmm. with like dudes who are like, you know, last picks basically mm-hmm. getting trying- close to like um fancy suites yeah their towns tr- they're just trying to get on for longer mm-hmm. um and to me trey seemed like he already had confidence in their relationship so mm-hmm. it wasn't an act of like desperation it was mm-hmm. more an act of being like forthright and honest and like it came across as that he was worried for her and her experience, like, mm-hmm. based on what she's expressed that she wants out of this experience. Like, she said from the beginning, like, I'm not here to waste your time. Don't waste mine. Yeah. And I actually looked back at, if I can pull it up really quick. We might need to pause for a second here, too. Katie's bio from last season mm-hmm. actually said, like, Katie knows exactly what she wants in a man and is done wasting her time on boys who won't live up to her expectations. She is a witty storyteller who says when she finds someone worth committing to, she is the most loving and committed partner anyone could ask for. Katie is daring and adventurous. While Katie is serious about finding her person, she needs a man who can laugh along with her but is okay with him laughing at her too when the moment calls for it. Katie is looking for a mature man who has ambitions to succeed in everything he does, both personally and professionally. Her dream man will be passionate about building a long-term life with her and will treat Katie as his equal in the relationship. Nothing Aww. turns her off more than someone who sits around playing video games all day or a man who who tries to kiss her at the opportune moment. It's all about creating the right vibe with Katie. Will Matt be able to live up to Katie's standards? I think, like, even just that tells us a lot about what Katie is looking for and she's been mm-hmm. about that like the entire time mm-hmm. and like she is really sensitive to people who are not there for her like she's been fucked around with before like pretty clearly yeah like I think last season when we like when we were doing our like 
um, review of the Mm -hmm. people before we had seen them on the screen before, I was like, oh, Katie dated a gamer. (laughs) (laughs) Like, she dated somebody that's just, like, does not contribute at all to their relationship. Yeah, wasted her time. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's the thing is that she's, like, really not here for this. So, yeah, she's, like, somebody's telling me. That they're here for the wrong reasons, or they're not completely dedicated to this. Like then, they're gone. So yeah, and it's it's not that I hard. Mean, and I feel like it's kind of weird because it's like maybe that's like what we as like the viewers are often screaming at the TV: "Send him home! Send him home! What are you doing?" And then we have a bachelorette who's actually doing that, and it's like, oh, oh, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> I mean, I have a feeling she'll eventually still keep somebody around that we're all like screaming for her to like send home but Mm -hmm. it is pretty cool to -hmm. see this happen yeah back to the episode though Mm -hmm. um so trey kind of does this like preamble like he's only sharing this information because he cares about katie um he informs her that most of the guys feel that thomas is not here for you Mm -hmm. um he talks about Thomas being manipulative, and he drops this, like, big bomb that's, like, um, this is a quote with several unquotes in it. So this is <laughs> this is a quote and a vibe. Uh, this morning, he basically had to be asked several times, hey, man, what um, when you came out here, was it your intention to be The Bachelor? And it wasn't until the fourth time that Hunter asked him this question that he said, yes, when I came out here, I wanted to be The Bachelor. Surprise. Uh, Katie doesn't fucking like it. (laughs) She's like, what I've shared is a thousand percent. um, Sorry, what you have shared is a thousand percent something I would want to know. um, She tells Trey and then she goes to like have some alone time with her producer. She's crying and she shares that this situation sucks because she really liked Thomas. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm confused by how much she liked him. He didn't get to see much of him before. Yeah. He's just really fucking tall. He's very tall. I don't think he's a bad person. I'm just saying, like, I didn't see the connection. Oh, yeah, no. I just didn't see the connection. I think he's a fine individual, ultimately. Because here's the thing. All of them want to be The Bachelor at some point, more or less. So he's not like this makes him a monster in my... He's just being dumb. No, like seriously, it's like one of the... Again, not to go back to Survivor again, but you just like... You don't reveal your big move at the beginning. You don't just like... That's this is a total coach move. I don't know if anyone mm-hmm. remembers like Survivor season nineteen or twenty, mm-hmm. but when Coach was on there, he would like tell people like what his plan was from the beginning, and we were, everyone was just like, "You're a fucking dumbass." Yeah. Like, what is going on? And he got eliminated before he could like he could have won, right? And I like I mean like it's said later on too like. I think by Caitlin, like mm-hmm. one way to ensure that you're not going to be the bachelor is by saying you're going to be the fucking bachelor. And it's just like, <laughs> do you, like, it's, I mean, like, I think like the outrage about him being there for the wrong reasons mm-hmm. is a little silly. Like, it is. I mean, I would feel weird if I were in Katie's position too. And I just mm-hmm. like learned that someone I was really into had just said this at the beginning. But mm-hmm. I think the problem is that he said it. In week, like, this isn't even week four. This oh, is yeah. the fourth week of 
viewing viewing week two maybe this is like week two or three and he's already just like oh yeah i wanted to be the bachelor when i came here it's silly but anyway um Um, trey comes back from this conversation with katie andrew gets somewhat upset about the fact that trey said something to her and he said you know he's like full of lines he's got him He's really smart. He's like, you guys don't want drama, but you spark it. And, like, mm-hmm. I get where he's coming from. And normally I also eye roll at people for, you know, like, snitching. But I think Trey really did do the right thing here. Yeah. Because it's so early. And he's not trying to save his ass. He was just being like, he just did the same thing Katie did last season. Exactly. Thank you. That's, yeah. And I think Andrew doesn't see that but i would also like i said earlier in the episode like the theme is like everyone's right like andrew's right as well Mm -hmm. yeah trust katie trust the process she's not dumb she'll figure it out so like he's saying truth as well Mm -hmm. um it's just like at the same time i'm glad trey did it yeah same (laughs) so eventually katie um returns to the party and invites the other men to share their thoughts about thomas as well i love this directness she's just like Let's just do it. She doesn't go off and, like, I don't know, just ignore it. You know, she's like, let's talk trash. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Josh, the other Andrew, Christian, and Connor C all basically say, fuck this guy. He sucks. Um, No paraphrasing. That's a direct (laughs) quote. Fuck this guy. And they aired it on ABC. It's weird. They didn't even bleep it out. No. Um, And then Trey gets the fucking grip date rose for being the whistleblower. It's a good boy rose. Yeah. Sorry, Andreas, we still love you. Yes. You're both right. Just both right. different paths forward. And I, here, I'm just telling you right now in 2021, I didn't think I'd say the two men were right, but here we are. Um, wow. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> think about it. Is that why global warming is happening so so rapidly? We both agreed yeah. that two men were right? Yikes. I'm going to have to think about this. Um, so, unfortunately... It's at the point in the episode where we have to reveal this urgent breaking news that (laughs) walking beard comb ready to get married to third woman this year. (laughs) Nevertheless, he persisted. (laughs) And to be fair, we all knew this was going to happen and we screamed nonetheless. (laughs) So Jenna, what happened? Blake is back in town. Oh, whoa. The Blake is back in town. I don't know that song fully. Okay. Anyway, Blake is back. Blake is Which back. Blake? Uh, well, that's the thing. We don't know. Uh, no, we do know. But a lot of people, <laughs> i.e. Connie, when we talk about Blake, she's like, which Blake are we talking about? I'm like, oh, it's either long face Blake or the other long face Blake. Figure it out. It's long face or long beard. Thank you. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, yeah. I think last night I might have caught the Jenna disease, though, mm. of being, you know, where where Jenna is like, oh, I feel charmed by him, and she's wrong. <laughs> because I kind of felt charmed last night, and I don't know why. Um, I'm very mad about it, and I will be journaling <laughs> to try to discover the root of the issue. Because, like, I wasn't that mad at him last night. I knew this was going to happen. He seemed, like, kind of charming. I really think it's because he trimmed his beard a little bit, and I just want him to finish trimming the rest of it. And then I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, you're totally fine. You're cute. You're charming. You have nice teeth. 
you have a little bald spot growing and i think that's charming honestly i really do and my uh my roommate alex uh was visiting tucson this week somehow it was cooler in tucson arizona than it was here by the way insane he escaped the heat wave by going to arizona cool we're all gonna die um he sent a message last night that was like uh the people that i'm staying with listen to chatty broads and they've heard you before uh-huh and i was uh-huh. like i apologize <laughs> um and then alex sent this like voice message that was like oh don't mind like he just had wisdom teeth surgery <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> and i told him i was gonna say it on the podcast and he said no <laughs> anything you tell us we put on pod but he does he doesn't listen only his friends do so i'm allowed um yeah i knew this was gonna happen katie Mm. is ultimately like unsure about whether or not she wants to let him into the house she's worried it would disrupt some of the other relationships that she's forming currently and i think she has a lot of like really kind of solid relationships already which is interesting this early Mm -hmm. yeah listen to your gut katie don't let him in Mm -mm. (laughs) if you're unsure listen Listen to your fart, famously, from last summer. So, she's talking to Blake and she's like, it's concerning to me that you've dated, at this point, two bachelorettes. Um, If you stay, I will now be your third bachelorette. And in the house, there's been a lot of drama about who's here for the right reasons, TM, 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 and who's not. (laughs) And he's like, uh... Oh, let me do a Canadian. So I, I, oh wow, I, uh, I completely get no fuck. <laughs> I can't do it. I can only do a boot, a boot, <laughs> a boot. I did spell that that way in the notes so that you could know how to do it. Uh, I I completely get that. I wish I could have met you in other circumstances, <laughs> but this is the last place I want to be. To do this, I okay, promise sure. you, if it comes down to this at the end, and we've connected the way they think we might, we would be engaged at the end of this. Is he Jack in the water before Rose drops him during Titanic? <laughs> yeah, he's just as needy, yeah. <laughs> needy as bitch. <laughs> um, she's basically like, okay, I'll think about it. Uh, and production calls Heather to keep circling the hotel that they're staying in in case he needs to be picked up and taken away from the premises. <laughs> so now we have, like, a, a little girl talk segment, and I ha- I just, like, wanted to put this in the podcast because I appreciate it so much. Like, I... I know so many people are mad about Chris Harrison. That doesn't make sense to me. I cannot sympathize or empathize. I am not upset about it. Like, whatever. I'm silly. But I do love that the show is now hosted by two women who have been through the process because I feel like that's a lot, you know, easier. Like, even if I were just to compare it to, like, something like work, Mm -hmm. our, like, managers have the people that do the job do specific parts of training for a reason because like they know what these people are going through and our managers don't always know what we're going through Mm -hmm. like so like physically do it yeah and so like 
Katie is able to bounce her fears off of two women who have been through the process and fucking get it. And it's kind of magical. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, it must be nice to be able to talk to women who can empathize with what you're going through (laughs) instead of a middle-aged man. And just, like, (laughs) there were, like, so many points in this conversation where Katie's talking to Tasha and Caitlin where they're, like, supporting her anger, like, reaffirming she isn't crazy or irrational for, like, thinking that he might be you know, like, manipulating her um, because she's heard it from, like, so many guys. And, like, if that many guys are lying to her, that's an issue. Yeah. But I cannot imagine that that many people are lying to her. And if so, that's fucked, you know? And here's the thing. Chris Harrison probably would have looked her dead in her fucking eyes and been like, yeah, I just think that this is, like, he must just really love you. I don't know. You know, like, he just would always, like, invalidate and try to, like, throw it back and, like, confuse the lead. It was always, like, about confusion. You'd be like, oh, that must be really hard and I understand, but, like, what about this option? And you're like, or even even nothing useful where it's just like, that must be hard. What are you going to do? Oh, yeah. And it's just like, okay, have you practiced any listening ears, like, at all? (laughs) It, It was just, like, nice to see them like validate like what she was going through like yeah i had these same thoughts like they all went through the same shit and like caitlin's was a long time ago before people were super super instagram like Mm -hmm. influence but she gets it you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there were still people yeah Mm -hmm. oh we love we love them and yeah it's i saw like a tweet today that like the longer, the more I think about how this used to be hosted by a middle-aged, middle-aged man, man, the weirder it gets. Like, the more, the more you think about it, you're like, oh, God, uh, we were doing it all wrong. And that makes me, it makes me, like, a little bit crazy, like, the people that, like, truly miss Chris Harrison at this point. Like, what? Why? He didn't. He didn't do any, he didn't do, I, I guess it's like a principal thing, mm-hmm. right? It you is. know? <laughs> yeah, but they don't like the status it's like that, anymore. that is, that is like wonderful to see. Like women just like being able to talk to each other. Like I can't imagine what it's like being the only like woman in this entire series and having to just kind of be at it like on your own with the producer, basically. Oh, okay, so I saw this on um, the page that we shouldn't talk about, mm. <laughs> but I saw two comments and they were like, or, well, it, they just, the thing is, it's like, people were like, I want Chris back. He needs to be back. I can't, I'm not watching the show without him. And then, spoiler, they watch. And they're like, I just feel like these hosts are taking up too much screen time. I think these ladies are taking up, too, they're just taking away from Katie and her her time and what she has to say. And I was like, so do you want the host there or do you not? Like, it's it just is such a blatant, like, facade for, like, misogyny and, like, all the other things. But it's like, so what do you want? You either want him there or you don't, you know, like, it's just so funny to me. It's like one of those, like, horseshoe arguments where yes. it's just like, either way, we want no host. But <laughs> if there's going to be a host, it's got to be a dude host. Yes. Right? So ridiculous. So now we get to the cocktail party. Mm-hmm. I love these one date episodes. <laughs> That's amazing. Seriously. Uh, oh my God. Like, again, it's one of those like everything and nothing episodes. Like, it was so long. And then by the end of it, I was like, oh my God. Um, so while the men get ready for the cocktail party, uh, Thomas is, you know, beckoned to go talk to Katie. 
to meet one-on-one to discuss his wait for this joke tomfoolery please laugh please clap um in you know a general man fashion he sits too close to her even (laughs) though she's giving maybe every signal i've ever seen that she does not want to be close to him or be touched by him uh and she sits down and she does this like very stern um what do you think happened this week (laughs) voice which is like something i do when (sighs) it's a very ineffective voice for like if andrew and i have an argument and i'm just like okay why (laughs) yeah why why i don't know that it's effective but it is scary (laughs) 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 like i i actually do love that she fully knows what the fuck she's like feeling and thinking and is just waiting to see him shoot himself in the ass like Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and then and like another classic man fashion he starts what should be an apology but instead plays the victim he feels that he, you know, sits around the house and has to listen to the men insult him and demonstratize his character. Hello, Finasco, meet demonstratize. <laughs> it's so funny. It just comes out for these people. I love it. I tried, my roommates were like, is that a real word? And I tried to find it on Google and I kept on trying to be like, do you mean demonetize? Do you, yeah. Do you mean she's trying to rob me of my wealth? <laughs> like, oh god, <laughs> of being an influencer. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. So then Katie's like, she asks him about whether or not he wanted to be the Bachelor. Thomas admits to it, and he says, "I went on the show, open for anything, which could mean that." But once again, he totally insists that he now has real feelings for her, and I'm like. And he's so desperate for Katie to believe him. He offers to sign something that would forever bar him from being the next Bachelor. I feel like she should have said, okay. (laughs) That's the answer. She should have done that. But, like, this also literally reminds me of, like, the plot to any, like, late 90s, early 2000s movie. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm thinking specifically of a Freddie Prince Jr. movie. I think it's called She's All That. Yeah. Like, where you get dared to date an ugly girl, and ugly means she's actually very hot, but she's wearing glasses, and because she's wearing glasses, you can't tell that she's hot, and she's just, like, really into art and is more interesting than you, and you fall in love with her, but it's after she's already found out that you betrayed her trust and thought she was an ugly stupid-ass bitch and you were getting paid $50 to date her for six months, first of all, Freddie Prince Jr., unionize because you're not getting paid enough money to date an ugly girl. And second of all, she's too hot for you and you should be so happy to date this person. It's so fucked up. I watched 10 Things I Hate About You on Sunday when it was like 130 degrees Mm -hmm. and maybe it was the heat melting my brain, but I've seen this movie like 20 times, but this time I was like irrationally mad at Heath Ledger for doing this. I was just like, fuck you for taking money to date this woman. I hate you. Listen, you're not allowed to be mad at Heath Ledger. And also, that is my favorite movie, I think, of all time. And I get mad every single time I watch it because every single man is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> even even the Joseph Gordon-Levitt character, he, God bless his little baby soul, 
Joseph Gordon-Levitt is wrong in every movie he's in. He has <laughs> never played a good character. Shut up. Do you he's remember fi- this character? Okay. Sorry. 500 Days of Summer? Are you fucking oh. kidding me? Ooh. Yeah. Mm. And people wonder why I have issues with romance. <sighs> Skinny hot dudes. Anyway. They're just ruining shit. So Katie says just as much. She's like, basically, you're a smooth talker and you're saying all the right things to me, but I don't know if I can trust you. Just like it's 10 things I hate about you. <laughs> <laughs> so the conversation is long and basically just is going in circles. And Thomas claims he's devoted... Uh, Katie counters that she's just not sure yet. Can you please leave me alone? Like, she's, like, literally, like, no, I don't want to be talking to you. At the end of the conversation, it's, like, fucking midnight. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) She tells him she needs more time to think about it, and we'll speak to him at the cocktail party. Um, so when Thomas comes out, uh, the men fight amongst one another again. Um, I love this. <laughs> I love this drama. Andrew S., you know, tears into everyone with, you know, I told you so's because he's entitled to that. Um, he's, like, super frustrated that he didn't have time uh, with Katie. And, you know, to be fair, like, he did tell them so. Yeah, um, it's true. A lot of the men snap back. Uh, Justin specifically says, with his mouth and with his eyeballs, um, how would you feel knowing you had that information and withheld it? Mm-hmm. And I'm with him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with that one. Also, I don't disagree with Andrew S. I get why he's frustrated. It sucks. <laughs> Imagine, like, when did they go into the rose? Ser- it has to be, like... I can't imagine they were talking for four fucking hours, but maybe they were. Yeah, and then That's it's crazy. like... And Katie does this thing where she actually, like, talks to everybody still. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, holy goodness gracious, girl. Yeah, Katie, like, literally for the first time in, like, three seasons didn't cancel a cocktail party. After something like that. Mm -hmm. She walks in uh, in the middle of the argument, like, Aaron's getting all heated. He's starting to lose my favor. Um, Just don't, don't yell at Andrew, sir. Um, she's apologizing for the, apologizing for the late night, um, and, and the first time in nearly, like, three seasons, yeah, she doesn't cancel a party, um, even though she would totally be warranted to do so when none of us would be mad about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most of the guys just end up reiterating how much they hate Thomas, which has just got to be fucking exhausting, mm-hmm. because she can't just be, like, same. <laughs> can we talk about something else? hmm Oh my god, anything else. Um, Michael A, though, I will say, does mm-hmm. have a really pleasant conversation with her, and he's growing on me a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Same. He's, he's really, like, he could tell he, I think he really likes her. Mm-hmm. He's just, like, hard eyes at her, and he says he misses her, and I'm like, oh, okay. Hmm. So, yeah. And then we get to the actual rose ceremony. The good stuff. Thank you for saying it for me, because... <laughs> Even saying for me, I was, like, ceremony. Um, so, yeah, Katie starts, or gets ready to start calling out names. Mm-hmm. And Thomas interrupts to, quote-unquote, openly apologize for giving the impression <laughs> that he's not here for the right reasons, TM, 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 and for any, quote-unquote, disrespect the men felt. <laughs> I have, have you ever seen somebody so desperate to just, like save their ass the last second it's so 
impressive. It's impressive and wild. Yeah. And Justin's face is not having it. And you can just see his face. It's just like... <laughs> he has the most expressive face in the world. And, I mean, he like, his face alone has earned him contention, in my opinion, for Bachelor. Can you imagine him being the Bachelor and just being like... <laughs> that would... Ratings galore. <laughs> Please. Yes, exactly. He doesn't even need a house. No. No, he could do it. His eyeballs could do it on their own. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I'm living for Justin's face. So we roll call. Here we go. Hunter. I, I don't know any of these people. Hunter, mm-hmm. Greg, Justin, Brendan, Andrew S, Aaron, Mike P, James, Josh, Courtney, Andrew M. Three other people already had roses. I don't remember their mm-hmm. names either. Mm-hmm. And drumroll, please. <laughs> Not surprising at all. Um, but Thomas is the last to be called. Um, and if there was ever a more obvious producer pick, the name one, because this is, like, right there, you know. Mm-hmm. But in, like, just the most beautiful shock of the century, Katie steps back just as Thomas, like, gets to her. <laughs> I was like, what? She, like, mm-hmm. fully goes backwards. Um, and then delivers what is essentially the... Like, the I am no man line from Lord of the Rings, like, right before Eowyn kills the Witch King of Angmar. And I, I had to tell that joke because I wrote that joke, and I didn't want you to be responsible for that joke. Good, because so I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, it, that, that That's my responsibility <laughs> to bear. <laughs> to put that on our listeners. Yeah. I, I again, apologize. I brought up Jet Pro's last week like i i can't also just make jenna bear the burdens of the witch king of angmar so <laughs> um i i need to watch it finally no <laughs> you've never seen lord of the rings no i fall asleep every time literally i've tried like four times and i fall asleep each That's, time you know what andrew didn't watch it until last year oh wow yeah and like it's okay. alex alex and i my roommate were both like what the fuck I think it might have been because we grew up like Christian, and so this was like one of like the only movies that was like allowed because it's like either Lord of the Rings or Chronicles of Narnia, and those are like <laughs> the three fucking movies you get to watch. Um, is because is it because like that type of wizardry is not hateful, yeah. like the Harry Potter type? Yeah, luckily, like my mom was like okay with Harry Potter because yeah. Harry Potter there were so many of them that she didn't have to talk to me. That's great. So she was like, "Go read, go read, go take your AR tests." Um, and then you know, like she just gave me like long books, like go read. <laughs> like I cannot with you. But like I did grow up with like a couple of kids who went to my church and um were like related to like the pastor's you know Mm -hmm. family Mm -hmm. who weren't allowed to like read harry potter or like yeah so like during elementary school there was one time where one of our like incentives if we got good grades was we would all get to go to like the dollar theater to see like the second harry potter movie nice and so many of my church friends had to stay back in the school to watch Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is a different crime. It's terrible. I'm sorry for interrupting the podcast, but, you know. No, I love this. <laughs> I gotta interrupt my, you know, the podcast with my own trauma once again. <laughs> this is what we're here for. Um, I think we have people listening still. 
So yeah, Katie says, "I d- I really want to read this. Do you want to? Yes. Do you want to split no, it? Go ahead, please, no, you do it." I did the Blake voice, so you can have this. Oh, your Blake voice was, you know, so fucking good. Um, Katie says, you told me things I wanted to hear, but what I learned about you tonight is that you're selfish, unkind, and a liar. Your bachelor audition ends tonight, so get out. (laughs) It was pretty brutal. It was... I mean, I I don't even know that I've ever used this word before, but, like, savage. Like, actually, it was so good. But so many people were so mad at her about it, I feel like. Online, yeah. I saw some people who were, like, I don't know. They had mixed feelings, for sure. But what do you, what, you saw people said they were mad? Yeah, just, like, that was such a rude thing to do. She could have handled this so much more kindly, whatever. And I'm... Oh. I, I mean, it's all the people that I don't engage with in Bachelor Nation <laughs> that think these kinds of things. Yeah. And are... I don't know. Are just, like, obsessed with him because he looks like the guy from Miss Congeniality. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see it. Like, Bachelor Nation is so just, like, fractured... <laughs> That it does, like it doesn't matter what I read. It's just like if anyone has the opposite opinion of me, it's just whatever. Like we all perceive this show differently anyway. But that's so true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I thought it was pretty great, and like I don't know, uh, he's gonna be fine. Yeah, Katie tweeted today that. She was like, oh, I, like, she retweeted a hater that said something, and she was like, I think he'll be fine, and then put the, you know, like, Paradise Beach emojis on there. Yeah, he'll be fine. (laughs) So, and I mean, like, I, okay, here's the thing. I don't even subscribe to Reality Steve, but he shows up in my Twitter. Because I, like, I follow The Bachelor as, like, a topic, and so he's always fucking there. I need to just block him, to be honest. You do need to block him. Famously, he doesn't like either of us anyway so i don't know why i'm doing this to myself but i i hear he's gonna be fine in paradise we're a non-spoiler podcast but i hear he's probably gonna be okay um, i hope i hope him and some lovely ladies from previous seasons get along mm-hmm. um, I'm, i don't know anything i'm just masterminding a terrible oh, connection do i know something a little bit further than you? Maybe. I, I blocked his ass, so do not. Oh. Woo! Oh, I, this is the most powerful I've ever felt in my oh, life. No. Um, so basically, oh. after Katie pulls this extreme power move, mm-hmm. um, Tasha and Caitlin come in and announce that this was the final rose of the evening and that unfortunately David, Christian, and Connor C are out of the mansion. So sad. This all of those men are attractive. Yeah, they're very good. Hmm. Like really attractive. Again, I'm constantly confused <laughs> by certain things. I think it's I think it happened because none of them, you know, delved into the mashed potatoes. That's true. You know, that they they didn't, you know, commit. Mm-hmm. To the and bit. didn't like specifically snitch on any of the men. Yeah, <laughs> that's they what you gotta do. They didn't wax their ass, <laughs> which is a perfectly good reason to break up with somebody. In my no, opinion. Christian, Christian did wax poor Trey's butt, and so she's but that's him home. that's not waxing his ass. That's true. 
Mm-hmm. Katie. She sometimes makes some choices. Mm-mm-mm. She's allowed to make choices. They're not um, the same choices I would make, and that's okay. <laughs> but, of course, we cannot be left with any peace in this hellhole because Katie heads over to the hotel where Blake is staying and it's probably like 4 a.m. at this point and he answers the door in his boxers and she's like, what are you doing? He's, like, He's probably fucking sleeping, you dumb bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's like, please put a robe on. Which is like super necessary because wasn't he the guy last season that got the black box for like having a boner <laughs> yes. during one of the dates? Yes. So... <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I, I would be like, oh, my God, dude, like, I'm inviting you to be back. Put on a robe. <laughs> and he's like, I don't have one. I only have a sweatshirt and my underwear that I was wearing at the same time. And then he put in a breath mint, which is, um, you know, reaching. <laughs> I'm not here to make out. I just, like, I want you to put some shorts on, man. <laughs> um, and she says, I want you to come on this journey. And he agrees. And then I have to figure out how to make memes about him without getting us canceled. Okay, so is this because of the Bennett situation? Is, like, Blake universally beloved? Yes. Uh... And he's active on Instagram, too, so I can never tag him or I will get in trouble. Uh... (laughs) He used to comment on some of her. I think he has a good sense of humor about himself. Yeah, that's true. Um. I will be reviewing all of your Blake memes uh, for the foreseeable future. <laughs> so and here's as... the thing, <laughs> y'all, he's not a monster, whatever. No, I just, he fine. rubbed me the wrong way during Clacia season, and he comes off as somebody who thinks he's deserving of women's time, because he puts in bare minimum of effort, and... Um, That's the and edit that he got. It's true, and... Yeah. I also can't imagine he's not also on here for, like, clout like everyone else. So, I don't know. It's just sometimes I'm, like, a little, like, put off by it. And um, it's and fun to fun. be a hater, okay? I love being the worst <laughs> podcast in Bachelor Nation with the worst takes of the yeah. people who really have some very intense opinions about us. This is why we're here. <laughs> to just spew shit that we don't even like doing most of the time. Just, like, once a week, just here to talk shit get it okay out. before mm-hmm. we wrap up did you watch the show after bachelor last night the the date, celebrity dating show one? i watched part of it saw like the beginning of the second part which was demi and yeah. then i had to go to sleep because i was too i watched tired. the whole thing oh okay, okay. I just, like, want to say very briefly before we wrap up. Yeah. When that show came on, I was like, oh, my God, they're going to do the thing where they... I I literally predicted this to Andrew. I was like, they're going to put on a femme bisexual person. Mm -hmm. They're going to put on a dude. And they're going to put on a lesbian. Mm -hmm. Like, in a suit. You know what I mean? And they literally did that. And it was literally that exact same thing and as soon as all of them came on I was like she's gonna put on she's gonna pick the lesbian in the suit mm-hmm. and, it, and she it, did it, yes oh she my did. god she did wow I hope they're together forever to be honest <laughs> like that lesbian in a suit was really cute oh can we briefly talk shit about reality Steve again just real quick oh I don't know but yes <laughs> but but Demi's ex fiance Christian Haggerty went mm-hmm. on off the vine with Caitlin last week mm-hmm. and they were talking about her experience in The Bachelor and stuff and she um, said that when Reality Steve 
outed that Demi was on the show dating a woman and then he released who it was, that outed her to her family. Oh, So not, not only did he, like, essentially out Demi because she hadn't officially, like, really told people either, it also did that to Christian. So just to clarify, when he made the announcement, he named Christian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so fucked up. And, like, she was out to most of her friends and, like co-workers and things like that but not to her like immediate family i suppose and she kind of naively thought she would have had time to get off the show before it's airing and like talk to her family well, but yeah. then it got leaked before she while she was still like on the show i mean i think like if you're outside of the franchise or even outside of a person who regularly watches mm-hmm. right it might seem like more of an opportunity than mm-hmm. like a group of crazy people (laughs) who are trying to tear you down from every angle yeah Yeah. exactly i mean like i'm sure this kind of stuff exists in like i mean i know that there are like subgroups for like real housewives and all that Mm -hmm. stuff that like are like you know the same way that a lot of people in bachelor nation are that are just like digging around for stuff and i Mm -hmm. think like when you're kind of new to it you might again naively think that you're safe for a little while and Mm -hmm. like thing you have the time between yeah. filming and airing to yeah. kind of do that. And it feels like a little bit of a, almost like a Britney situation where it's yeah. just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, Which is like a lot of the reason I stopped just like, I don't, I don't care. I just like, I like watching the show and yeah. I, yeah. I want to talk about the show because the show is fun. And, and It's so complex just on its own, just at the mm-hmm. face value. It's very complex and an interesting discussion on our society as a whole, just mm-hmm. watching the physical show. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like, I got deep in it last year, but trying to pull myself out a little bit. Oh, no, no, no. You know. We both did. Like, I, I yeah. think that was, like, the part that made me the most uncomfortable about it was mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know why this is any of my business and I don't know that I care. And right. I feel like I'm digging myself into, like, I wouldn't like it if people did this to me. So, like, I just, like... <laughs> they, but here I am, like, looking at these things and, like, going into... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's wild. It's wild. And, yeah, as you... As we will officially leave, and I will say, hashtag free Britney. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it on behalf of Danica because I'm deep into it. But... Yeah. I hope that I she, she gets um, new counsel and gets out of the conservatorship and... Uh, can live her life in peace and not have people controlling her. Um, I agree. Mm-hmm. And so, just for housekeeping things, mm-hmm. we put out our Patreon earlier this month. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. were just talking with podcast fiance Andrew, <laughs> um, which was a very funny episode. Um, famously, I'm in love with someone, and Jenna tolerates our relationship, mm-hmm. and um, it was pretty fun to talk to him. And this next month in July, we're going to be talking to our friend from Talk Purity to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that should be. I think we're going to generally talk about you know evangelical culture. Purity culture, how that relates to Bachelor Nation, which is something I have a little bit of experience in, and Jenna is very curious about. And so, I'm and Blair has a lot. Yeah. they they run an entire account. Please go check it out. Talk purity to me, and it's very good. And I'm really excited. I just got chills thinking about it. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this conversation. Ooh. 
And we have like a couple more uh, interviews lined up mm-hmm. in the next few months. Um, so if you're interested in hearing any of those bonus episodes, we're you can find us at I think patreon.com backslash date card pod. And then we're also thinking about doing like almost a crowdsourced episode where we talk about our worst dating experiences. So be on the lookout for like a call to action for that if you want to participate in it. I think it's going to be like really fun. That was like one of my favorite parts that we talked about a couple episodes ago. Yeah, when we did um, our Q&A about us, I was like talking about our worst dates was so much fun. I was like, yeah, so you were like, we should get our listeners in on that and like, let's share that trauma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> share the drama, share the trauma. <laughs> um, and other than that, I think we're good. Let's go sweat on our own, shall we? Yeah, I cannot wait to take off all of my clothing and just cry in my bed. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Thank you for listening to Day Card Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Day Card Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a Smile and at Drunk Feminist. Day Card Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at JettyBoyJames. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at MichaelaJane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye! Bye. What up, So Below listeners? It's your boy Shane Hosey, and I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Hosey Hustle. Every other week I sit down with a guest and we talk about product and service submissions from you, the listener. Terrible ideas, like cigarettes for dogs. And we'll sit there and we'll talk about how to make them ready for the big scary economy. Basically, we take bad ideas and we make them worse. So why don't you give us a listen? The Hosey Hustle, part of So Below Media. Now get back to the show you were originally listening to. You probably like it a lot. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below.